All right, guys, welcome into our next episode of It's a Horror Podcast. My name is Jerry. I'm Kevin. And we are here tonight. Uh, last week, we, uh, we took a closer look at the world of zombies. And I think this time, we're going to look at the world of vampires. Vampires have been something that have been around for a long, long time. Talked about in many cultures, uh, in many different ways. But we're just going to delve into the stuff that kind of people dealt with uh, in, in the film industry and see how they kind of view vampires and uh, how they impacted the world and just the world of film in general. So I uh, can't wait to get into all that. Yeah, I, I kind of told Kevin, I said, yeah, I'll look up some stuff about vampires and uh, <laughs> I just, I just didn't do it. I mean, <laughs> I'll, just, I'll just be honest. I just didn't have a chance to do it. So, uh, but I think you said you looked up some stuff. So why don't you give us a little history about what you found out about, uh, about vampires? Yeah. So um, basically what I pretty much figured out was the word vampire. Um, it essentially came from North Turkey. Uh, mm-hmm. nor- it's Northern Turkish. Technically the word that they used was Uber. Yeah, which meant which means which in northern. So should Turkish. I call it vampire sometime? Then? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, come pick me up. Exactly. But no, I don't see. I don't speak northern Turkish naturally, yeah. so I'm I'm not sure. You know, it could be pronounced the U could be a V like Vuber or something. I don't know. Then from there, it went to Hungary, and the Hungarian word for it is vampire. Aha. Uh-huh. Just no e at the end, and then which essentially right after that was French. And then the French word for it was vampire. This was mostly in the 18th century. Mm. So, um, yeah, by definition, a vampire is a being that survives on the life force of a human being. Um, Now, that person doesn't need to be a human, essentially. You know, it's just taking the life force from another. Obviously, in this case, it's by means of biting. You know, really, the main vampire that everyone always mentions is Vlad the Impaler. His reign was from 1456 to uh, 1462. Now, this dude was an evil son of a bitch. He had a big case of a uh, tiny dick syndrome. <laughs> he um, estimated uh, during his reign to have killed 80,000 people. What? Yes. Um, and he was known to partake in drinking the blood of his enemies, thus that. creating the popular vampire pastime of biting somebody, you know, drinking their blood, this and that. Now... He was known as Vlad Dracula, which obviously was popularized in um, the 1897 book Dracula, (laughs) you know, Mm. the same name. Right. But that's not the first vampire book, actually. The first vampire book came out in uh, 1819. It was written by a dude named John Polidori. Now, I don't know where his royalties are from all of the vampires, but this dude released a book called Vampire. The Vampire. The Vampire. Um, Yeah, but the vampire has a Y in it. V-A-M-P-Y-R-E. So I'm, I don't know why, but whatever. Fuck it, I guess. Yeah, that's um, what it is. <laughs> now, <laughs> in his book, he pretty much romanticized vampires. It's about a couple, and they, you know, the man goes missing, and the woman was found drained of her blood. So that pretty much, yeah, that, that romanticized that whole term, and, you know, that's kind of how vampires are known today, is, you know, they're romantic beings that, you know, it's it's a very sensual thing you know vampires and it's something that you know a lot of women dream about like oh my god i wish this dude would drain me of my life force you know so (laughs) whatever really (laughs) (laughs) i mean if you really want that to happen then i mean as far as the origin goes that's that's pretty much it you know it's it's really deep rooted in the history of the world you know starting as far back as around the 1400s but being popularized in the 18th century so yeah y'all are taught today 
That is, yeah, that's right. That is really cool, though. I mean, and one thing I didn't really realize until I watched uh, a few films for this podcast is that I always was just under the impression that you get bit by a vampire, you become a vampire, or you die. But in a lot of them that I've seen, it's like you have to get bit by one, pretty much die, and then you have to drink the blood, or the blood has to be put into you of another vampire to become a vampire. Yeah, and it, it, it really varies in um you know from on a case by case basis. Um right. you, like you mentioned, you know, sometimes you die and then you have to drink that blood to come back as a vampire. Um right. I do think that is very similar to zombies, like we talked about in our last episode. You know, right, right. Sometimes you're bitten and sometimes you're turned into a zombie. Sometimes mm-hmm. you're dead and mm-hmm. then come back as a zombie, or you know, sometimes you just die outright. Right, so. right. And I think it's cool because with, with films, you know, not everyone has the same idea. You know, like with zombies, you know, there's the slow zombies and then there's the little faster and there's the running. So it's, you know, not everyone has the same view of what it's supposed to be. So I think with vampires especially, you know, it's uh, they can take different different views of what they want it to be, which I think is awesome. I think if it was all the same, we kind of get, get bored with it. So Oh, for uh, sure. But I think that's really cool because I've, I've watched Bram Stoker's Dracula and Interview with a Vampire. And both of those, you had to get bitten and then drink the blood of the vampire to become one. Exactly. So I was like, huh. And, and I watched those as a kid, especially. And when you're a kid, you're not really paying attention to the, the, the intricacies of how the film is playing out. You're just looking for, you know, especially if you're a, a little boy, you're looking for the, you know, the nudity, and the, <laughs> you know, all, you know, all, the, all the sexual stuff, you know, but, uh, but being older, you know, you kind of have that, you know, know how of going, okay, well, you know, what is really behind all this? So paying more attention this time to the most important <laughs> things, um, you find cool stuff out and like, oh, that's really awesome. So, yeah. But anyway, so, uh, but yeah, that's, thank you for that history, man. I appreciate that. That I really didn't know a lot about that. So <laughs> yeah, anytime, my guy. You have schooled me completely. So one of the very first vampire films, uh, and I, I saw this. I think the last year, the year before, and I was very apprehensive about watching it because it is a black and white. It is a silent film with a ton of subtitles, which everyone knows so far. I'm not a big subtitle guy, but Nosferatu was. Uh, it was 19. Uh, what year was it? In 1922. 22, that's what I thought. Just a a great film. I was very surprised. I was very just impressed by the way it was done and the way it looked. Oh, without a doubt. Without a doubt. It's so cool, too, because the whole movie, to kind of change it up a little bit, like you mentioned, it's in black and white. They Mm. throw color filters over it. Yes. You know, so some scenes have like a lighter, you know, like a a yellowish tint. And then some of the more somber, serious scenes may have a blue or like a reddish tint. It's, it's really unique. It's so well shot too. Like it's just for being that early, honestly, that actually looks better than most films today. The way it's shot. Oh yeah. And it's genuinely creepy too. Like you watch this movie now and it it still scares the shit out of me. Like, seriously, you know, him just walking all around and whatever the hell that he's doing. It's, (laughs) it's creepy, man. Like, man, well, the actor that plays him, I forgot what the guy's name is, but man, he is really, really good at what he does. I mean, he I want to say Max Shrek. I think. Is it okay? like he is, just, yeah, he, he is super creepy and super fantastic because he really creeps the hell out of you. So, oh, without a doubt. Yeah, and, and and I think back at that time, especially too, I think you know, like you said, the romanticizing was was a big thing, but I think he also took that and kind of turned it on its head, where it was he was more frightening than he was, you know, like he wanted him to bite you. But, oh, exactly. Um, but that, I, I just I love that film, and uh, I didn't I didn't rewatch it for this podcast, which I, I didn't have time to do. But uh, I want to go back and rewatch it again just to to take in all it has to offer. So yeah, another origin um, vampire film is a film called Vampire or Vampire, yes. uh, 
you know, V-A-M-P-Y-R. Right. That one's from 1932. Um, the Criterion Collection actually released it on Blu-ray. It looks magnificent. And this really? is another one that's a really early black and white, obviously. It's really creepy, man. It's It really stands the test of time. I advise anyone to check it out if you're a fan of Nosferatu. I haven't seen it yet, so I'll definitely put it on my list to watch because I, I love older films now. I'm not, I haven't been a, a really big older film guy, but watching some of these other ones... Like last week, we're talking about uh, White Zombie, and then talking about this week, Nosferatu. I, I'm really getting into them, so that would be a great watch to uh, add to my list. Yeah, they're they're a good time. Um, all right, so why don't we uh, why don't we go ahead and uh, just jump into our top five vampire films of all time? Yes, and we don't know each other's top five. We saved it for this podcast, so this right. should be fun. This should be a lot of fun. All right, man. Uh, why don't you start us off? <laughs> Right, man number five i've got 30 days of night from 2007 have you seen this one i have very good film yes um now this was before josh hartnett faded into obscurity (laughs) (laughs) Uh, yeah you know i really think that the vampires in this one are the coolest looking vampires i've ever seen like to to date um you know just like the soulless black eyes and then the big meaty grin you know with shark teeth it's just insane and and the idea of setting it in a town called barrow alaska you know they have 30 days of night it's just the weird way the earth rotates in alaska they have 30 days of nothing but darkness so with vampires having you know not being able to be in the sun it's perfect setting for them to just kind of like unleash their mayhem because they have 30 straight days to do it oh what do you got awesome my number five is Let the Right One In. So uh, I think it's from back in 2008. Um, it's a, I want to say it's a German film. I'm not really sure about that. I'm going to look it up real fast and see, because I know it's uh, it's not from here. So It's the original one, right? Yes. Okay, um, yeah. I, I, this is one I haven't gotten a chance yeah, to check out myself. Yes, uh, the, the, the film is German. A very surreal film. It's um, just the, the whole reality of it kind of just hits you because – the two main characters are two kids. They're about 12 or 13 years old. And it kind of hits you with that. Uh, like they start off kind of being friends and the girl, you know, she kind of says at one point, she's not a girl because she's a vampire. Uh, but the boy is really having a tough time at school and, and with bullies and everything. And it's like, he found a friend, but he found the wrong friend. But, <laughs> but at the same point, like she really does like him. And it's, uh, it's just a very heartwarming film. Um, and when I say heartwarming, I mean it's the connection between the two is very good, but also the fact that there's a lot of great kills, and it warms your heart to see some really good kills in a vampire film. So, <laughs> oh yeah, there there are a dime a dozen in the genre too. You don't really you know there's you. not a lot of decent ones. It's just like ooh, going in for a neck bite and that's it. You know? Yep, yep. But I mean, there's uh, the the end scene in this in this film. There's a scene in a, in a swimming pool that it just phenomenal, just absolutely phenomenal. I, I can't, I'm not gonna ruin it all for anybody, but it is absolutely awesome to watch so if you get a chance to watch this film definitely watch it and let, let us know let me know what you think about that end scene because i absolutely loved it so and uh all right so let's jump into number four man what do you got <laughs> all right so we got lost boys nice 1987 i bet you didn't think this would be this low on my list <laughs> actually actually you'd be surprised it's number four on my list too <laughs> oh no so, shit all right yeah, so. <laughs> awesome all right. So this one's from 1987. 
basically you got the blonde guy from Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure <laughs> with the most batshit mullet you will ever see in your entire it's life. It's awesome, dude. It's sweet. Like, it makes no sense. Like he, he just got his normal hair, and then this thing goes down. Probably past his ass, right? Yeah, yeah, just grows, oh, grows, grows. Yeah. <laughs> Insane. Well, this one's just really fun. Yeah, it's um, awesome. The area it is. It's mm-hmm. uh, Northern California is where it's based. I think it's right. a fictional town. Yeah, but like you have a very carnival-like atmosphere because it's the town they're in. It's got what like an amusement park, and it's just fun. It's it's a it almost feels like a coming of age movie as well. Right. Um, it does. and you Which got. It does. Cor- yeah, and you got Corey Feldman putting on his big man voice the whole time. Like, <laughs> seriously, the next time you guys watch this movie, like, pay attention to this voice. He is trying so hard to sound like tough. It's it's funny. I I love Corey Feldman. Don't get me wrong, but it's just it's it's something funny. I mean, you can't you can't deny Kiefer Sutherland, man. He's just phenomenal in everything he's in. But this one, he he really commands this entire movie. Oh, absolutely. He's love he's him. classic in this. It's awesome. I mean, Jack Bauer is a vampire. I mean, come on. You can't beat this shit. <laughs> They're only but, noodles, Michael. <laughs> I know. You know I, I post a bunch of pictures on my Instagram of Lost Boys, and my favorite ones to post are the ones of Kiefer doing whatever he's doing because he's just a badass. Completely. Oh, he's so awesome, yeah. He is awesome. But yeah, it, it is lower on my list, but it is one of my favorites to watch because, like you said, it is a lot of fun. So Right. And I almost bumped it out of my list, honestly. I almost replaced it with uh, Vampires. Really? From, uh, the John Carpenter movie. Yeah, it's yeah. And actually, I bumped one of mine too for that. So uh, did you? Yeah, yeah. Because Vampires, was, I think, it was number three at one point, and then got bumped out. So yeah, it was a first time watch for me, and yeah. I was absolutely blown away. I was I was surprised with how good it was. All right, uh, so I guess we shared number four. So let's just uh, let's move on to number three then. <laughs> All right, so we got Fright Night. Fright Night, dude, that's yes. awesome. Man. N- 1985. Um, this one is a great horror comedy. It it it's very up to date. Watching it, it doesn't feel too outdated, but it also feels like a an 80s movie at the same time. Oh yeah. The 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 special effects are absolutely fantastic as well. You know, you've got like a dude melting. You've got people <laughs> turning into vampires and and all that crazy shit. It's epic. Uh, Oh yeah, and but something I didn't, I don't understand about this one is the fact that uh, the lead actress in the movie, her character's name is Amy. She grows mm. her hair out when she becomes a vampire. That not only yeah. that, but and then Ed turns into a werewolf. Like there were several right. things in this movie that I feel like they didn't really explain very well, or maybe yeah. I'm just you know an idiot. <laughs> not paying no, attention. no, no, I, no, I agree with you. It's the fact that they kind of let things, you know, just kind of be. <laughs> and, yeah. And I, and I guess for the for the audience, you know, we're kind of going, okay, what the hell, you know, what, just how did it get that way or why is it like that? But I think sometimes movies like that, especially in the 80s, they just let things kind of hang out and you kind of make your own you know, assumptions about what you see, so. Oh, yeah, and I can still hear Ed's cackle in my nightmares. That that guy, <laughs> his, his laugh is something. It's awesome. <laughs> it is badass. But, yeah, like you said, the practical effects in this are just great. And it's one of those films that, you know, it doesn't come along that often when the film does its stuff that well, uh, especially in the, in the mid-'80s. You know, that's the, back then it was, it was either really cheesy CGI or the practical effects were sometimes really lacking in, you know, the, the realism. Of, but they really nailed it with this movie. It's, it's fantastic. Oh, yeah, it's a great one for sure. What do you got? Uh, my number three is uh, Interview with a Vampire. Ooh. Yeah, I just watched this for the first time yesterday, actually. And I'm, I haven't watched this film. It's probably been two decades, probably, since I've seen this film. Vampire films are very, very sexual. I mean, I can't even stress that enough. Like, there's always 
you know, nude women and kissing and you know, sex and the whole deal. This movie really punches that up, you know, three or four notches. But going back and watching it now, I'm like, wow, there's a lot of nudity and a lot of <laughs> sexual talk and, you know, all this stuff. But, but if you really get down to it, you know, it really tells the history of vampires. It really tells you, you know, how everything kind of unfolds. And it also shows how a, a person that's turned into a vampire kind of has to learn how to be a vampire through a vampire that's been turned as well. So like, it's just like, it's almost like it's information passed down through the ages on how to be a vampire, because obviously when you're, when you're bit, you don't really know. All you know is that hunger you have for, for human, like it's a human life force or human blood. Right. So this film really delves into that, uh, with Lee Stat and uh, Louis, how they kind of interact with each other and how Louis has to learn from Lee Stat uh, how to be a vampire. And then, but it's just uh, Tom Cruise and Brad Pitt are just, phenomenal in this movie they're just fantastic so but uh, have you seen it before i have not no actually man it's it's a good watch it is a solid film uh it's it's very well done too i mean it's real uh it has that you know i guess uh, i'm not sure what year it came out it was early 90s i think it was it's the, just a very very uh, well shot well thought out film just 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 a phenomenal film so speaking of bill and ted <laughs> <laughs> yeah. actually I'll, I'll just say my number two was fright night so since we already talked about that, I'll just let you uh, command number two with your uh, with your pick. So why don't you go oh. back? <laughs> All right. So at number two, I have what we do in the shadows. Um, I've, now I've seen this one before, and I recently gave it a rewatch. And Jesus, man, this it just like hits my funny bone. Everything in it is so funny to me. It's just it's so hilarious. You know, it's it's mostly a comedy. But there's horror undertones. You know, it's about these vampires that live in a flat together in uh, Wellington, United yes. Kingdom. And it's just like their day-to-day, you know, how they, how they go about things, how they go out at night, and this and that. And it, it's it's so brilliant, man. It's it just, it's so good. And there's this, yeah, and there's this character named Stu. <laughs> I love and, Stu. <laughs> and I didn't know this until after I watched the movie, but the guy who played Stu, his name is Stu in real life. So oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, so, that. and he is just the most boring character. He's a, <laughs> in the film. He plays a software analyst, and <laughs> he's just so boring. But like all the vampires are drawn to him and love him so much, and, and yeah. don't want to don't want to bite him or turn him or anything because right. they think he's so cool. And it's just <laughs> he's so hilarious because he's so anticlimactic, you know? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, you gotta you gotta love Stu. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I, and I guess it's Peter's the one that's like, like the older vampire character. Yeah, it looks like Nosferatu. Dude, yeah. when, he, when, he, when he goes down to wake him up out of his sleep, dude, that's the funniest thing <laughs> I've ever seen in my life. But, yeah, uh, it's funny, though, because the guy who played him, his name is Ben Fransham, mm-hmm. who played Peter, the Nosferatu-looking character. Right. He also played a vampire in uh, 30 Days of Night. Did he really? Yeah, yeah, wow, which was uh, filmed eight years that. earlier. That's crazy. I, he plays it perfectly, too. He looks just like him. Oh it's yeah, crazy. It, does. it is crazy. Yeah, I, I was going to put that on my list, and it actually got bumped. So, uh, but I, but I knew you were going to have it on there, so I was yes. like, oh, I'll, I'll just let you carry that one. So, because it was my number two film, but uh, then Friday Night kind of bumped that out. So, but that is one of the funniest films, and they're actually coming out with a TV show pretty soon. Yeah, I saw uh, that about it too. So it's going to be fantastic with the original cast in, in the TV show. So, oh man, it's going to be brilliant. I'm, oh, yeah, be I'm stoked for that. Yeah, we go, we've got to cover that a little bit at least and at least talk about it, you know, on some of the episodes we have. So, because that's going to be fantastic. They're supposed to be coming out with a sequel that talks about the werewolves in the film. And I'm not sure what happened with that. I'm not sure if that got canned or if it got pushed back or what the deal is with that. But yeah, there's supposed to be one about the werewolves. But 
I mean, I'll watch anything those guys put out. <laughs> Seriously, they are so funny. Yeah, that is one of the one of the greatest uh, horror comedies of all time. Uh, that and uh, Tucker and Dale vs. Evil, are my two favorites. Yes. So, yes, I absolutely adore that movie as well. Yeah, good stuff, good stuff. But yeah, like I said, that was that was my uh, my probably that was my number two. So we'll just uh, we'll move right to our number ones. <laughs> yeah. So number one, I have from dusk till dawn. Nice, very good. Um, yeah, 1996. You've got so many people in this movie. You have Danny Trejo, who's pretty, I'm pretty sure he's my spirit animal. He's awesome. Um, you've got George Clooney, Quentin Tarantino playing a weird dude with a foot fetish. You've got <laughs> Sama Hayek dancing almost naked with a yeah. with a snake. I mean, um, yeah, Tom Savini. <laughs> <laughs> right? How can you not like that? Uh, Tom Savini is also makes an appearance with a. Uh, with a pistol cock piece. That's so. fantastic. I mean, <laughs> you can't beat that. <laughs> and the whole film, it, it just has this really grindhousey feel. Um, it does. Directed by Robert Rodriguez, who obviously did uh, Planet Terror and Death Proof. Love those um, two films. Yeah, and, and his stamp on this movie is incredible. And it, mm-hmm. the thing that really strikes me with this one was the tonal shift in this movie. Like the first 30 minutes, 45 minutes or so, it just plays out like a straight action movie of these two go- these two guys on on the lam right. trying to you know evade police and then they take they kidnap this family to sneak him down into Mexico um and then it leads them to the uh titty twister strip club where right. it turns out all these people are vampires so the shift in tone gave me a harder whiplash than Miles Teller so, yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah it's like what the hell's yeah. going on here but exactly. I mean it was a, it was a very welcome change I think it takes the audience to surprise as much as it takes the family and the two brothers by surprise as well which oh, I think absolutely. is fantastic all right anything else to add before we uh move on uh no what is you what's uh your number one my number one is Bram Stoker's Dracula mm. and this film to me it's just unreal I mean I watched it the other night for the first time in a long time but uh, I've seen it. I've seen it probably a dozen times. But mostly, I saw it probably four or five times as a kid. And going back to the fact that most vampire films are sexual, I mean that's why I watched it four or five times as a kid. So <laughs> yeah. But uh, watching this film now, it's just it's so it's so well shot, so well acted. Uh, the storyline is absolutely perfect. I mean it's it's probably my top five films of all time actually. Uh, wow. It's just it's just that well done. Uh, Gary Oldman <laughs> as Dracula, just. Unreal. He, his acting chops did blow me away. Um, and you have Anthony Hopkins as Van Helsing. Uh, you have one of the writer. You have Keanu Reeves. And Keanu Reeves in this film, you know, everyone knows him. You know, he's kind of like that, you know, with Bill and Ted and uh, Point Break, you know. And you think of him as like, hey, what's up, dude, you know. But he, <laughs> but he's just so well-spoken in this film. And it's just fantastic the way his character takes this arc uh, throughout the entire film. And just the love for his, his wife. It's almost overtaken by this, the vampires kind of just take him over. I love that. The fact that uh, he, the, the love that he has is still strong enough to even overpower the, the, what the vampires are putting on, on him uh, throughout the entire film. So, Now, uh, is that love stronger than the love he has for his dog in John Wick? Ooh, that's a good question. <laughs> that's the, that's wow. the real question here. That's – wow. Did you nail that? What do you do? Now, is I he mean, headshotting 9,000 people? Over, uh, not over in this film. Movie? I mean, he's basically there's one point in this film where he is, he's pretty much dead in the water because uh, some vampires are draining him of his blood. So he doesn't fight back alive, but I guess he does. But I mean, I think the dog wins out. Wow. I mean, wow. 
that's just a lot for for dogs too. I mean, that's that's pretty impressive. But well, they uh, say we sharpen in stone with age. So exactly, I he mean, just had to he had to work himself up to that. Exactly, you know, because you know the little woman is great, but man, the dog will never leave you. It's like you know, man's best friend. Hello, exactly. But uh, yeah, but that's that that is a fantastic question. Though. I'm glad you posed that because that's <laughs> something to really think about. Yeah, you know, um, the dog's the man's best friend, and his, his you know his girl could have cheated on him with Terry from accounting. You know, true, you true. But well, your dog's I'm, not going to cheat on you with Terry. Yeah, so. Exactly. But well, I mean, I mean, and technically, I don't want to give too much away, but she does cheat on him in this movie. So, oh shit, <laughs> life, rightfully so. I mean, of course, it is, it, it is, it is, it is with Dracula, but I mean, still, I mean, I guess it's you know, uh, we'll, we'll leave that for people to figure out by themselves. But, uh, but like I said, this movie, and, and I'll tell you what, Anthony Hopkins in this film playing Van Helsing, one of the funniest roles he's ever been in ever. And you wouldn't think that Anthony Hopkins playing Van Helsing would be a funny role. Yeah, I actually posted a picture of, of Lucy on my Instagram page and then put a quote, uh, or I did actually a dialogue between he and another character. Funny as shit. I'll, if, go check it out now on my page, uh, The Shape of Revenge. Go check it. It's on there. Just scroll down. You'll see Lucy as the vampire. But just read it. It's hilarious. Um, but anyway, but, but like I said, this movie is one of those that it, it sticks with you. And like I said, I watched it the other day and just, just reminiscing about, you know, seeing it when I was young and now seeing it now, it's just, it holds up so well. It ages so well. It's just, it's a very, very well done movie. So if you yeah. haven't seen this movie, go watch it like right now. Hmm. Well, I think that wraps up our top five. Um, well, before we, before we end here, I, I would feel completely remiss if we haven't mentioned Bella Lugosi in uh, the original Dracula movie oh. that we completely forgot. <laughs> oh man. Wow. Uh, yeah. We should really go back and uh, edit that in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Why, why won't you cover that for us? We didn't like really exclude it. We were waiting for the very end to really, you know, hammer it into your brains that he was awesome, right? Is that oh, right? exactly, exactly. <laughs> it, we wanted it to be fresh on your memory, you know, once you're done exactly listening. Exactly right. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, Dracula from uh, 1931, I believe. Yeah. Um. Yeah, man. I mean, <laughs> I hate to say it. I want to mention it because it's important. Yes. Um, this really kicked off the Universal monsters, you know, that we all come to learn to love. Yes. Um, black and white again, obviously. But man, I think this one's boring. Yeah, it's, I've, I have seen it one time, a long time ago. Like I said, when I watched it, I wasn't into black and white or older films at all. So I kind of just like, eh, he looks cool and all, but I just, eh, it's not my thing. So. Right. Yeah. And it's just, it just really, it, it was kind of a chore to watch. I mean, yeah. yeah, you know, the Universal monster movies are a blast. You know, a, a lot of them I do enjoy, but honestly, I think Dracula is one of my least favorite. Um, I don't want to discredit it because in terms of popularity and, you know, its success in the mass public, it's it's a masterpiece. But right. to me, it's just slow and kind of a chore to get through. Yeah, Bela Lugosi was pretty much in every monster movie in the 30s and 40s. I mean, he was in White Zombie. Yes, he was. You know, it, one that we talked about a lot last week. And, mm -hmm. and he's in a lot of these movies. And some of them are great and some of them not so much. But, yeah. I mean, yeah, you got to command his efforts and, you know, popularizing a figure as we know it today. Very true. Very true. I mean, like I said, you can't always, you can't always be great in every film you're in. I mean, there's the greatest actors of all time have done some real shitty films. So, but I think that's part of growing as an actor. I think you learn, you know, what works for you and what doesn't. And I think he really did hit the ones out of the park. He had to, this is one I wish he would have done a little better, but um, <laughs> to make it a little more interesting, but you know, it is what it is. So, you know, you can't fault him for everything. So yeah, without a doubt. 
All right. Well, I guess that, that does wrap up the movies we were going to cover. Uh, I think there are a lot of, a lot of great films on the, on both of our lists. As, I think it's really cool how we shared a lot of the same ones. Um, yeah. yeah. Lost was, Boys at number four. That was a surprise. I know. <laughs> when you said that, I go, well, I don't know if you're surprised about that. Because <laughs> guess what? <laughs> yeah. I, I felt like that pick was very controversial because I feel like in the horror fan base, you know, Lost Boys is – uh, godly in, in the god tier amongst vampire films you know so oh, yeah. I, I felt like i was sacrilege yeah, you know, know putting it that low but i'm glad yeah. you did too <laughs> no because i mean like i said it is a good film but there are a lot there are a lot of potholes i mean there are things that don't work out in the film and there you know it, it does kind of get tropey and you know but at the same point it's just it's a very awesome film it's very fun and and just good to watch the acting is good you know from Kiefer and, and, and the gang <laughs> so oh yeah um yeah also, don't don't miss out on those mullets too yeah definitely definitely <laughs> Um, I, yeah, I wanted to cover some of the films that I also, that, you know, we didn't add to our list that I, I think are still uh, good films. I think one was, uh, of course, Blade with uh, Wesley Snipes. One, yes, you know, one of the great action horror films of all time, I think, in my opinion. So, I'm, I'm pretty sure you like that film as well. Oh yeah, no, I lo- I liked Blade, but I loved Blade too. Yes, Blade Two was actually yeah, it was better than the original. Yeah, so, yeah, it's, you got like Ron Perlman in there. Mm-hmm. You know, Definitely. Wesley Snipes back again as Blade. That one is just so much fun, man. It's just it is. brutality and just mayhem the whole time. And uh, granted, it's not so much specifically horror, but that's kind of what we've come across, you know, mm-hmm. making these lists is that a lot of these vampire movies do really well transitioning between horror and non-horror. Right. You're exactly right. You nailed it, man. Uh, another one, uh, Near Dark. Mm, yes, and that stars the late uh, Bill Paxton. Uh, that that it's it's a good film. Um, I just watched it a few months ago, and I remember watching it. You know, kind of thing. people always talk about how good it is. I'm like, okay, this is gonna be great. It was a good film, but it to me it was not great. It kind of did drag on a little bit you know, at times, but but you know, I, I thought Bill was really good, and of course, he's good in a lot of films he's in. So I wasn't too upset about that. But at the same point, it wasn't as good as I thought it was. In the yeah, it was very middle of the pack to me as well. Uh, you know, Bill Paxton is Severin. That was just bad shit. You know, he's yeah. he's awesome. But, yeah, you know, it just kind of dragged on a little bit. And, yep. it, I mean, it was cool when they got set on fire a bunch of times. Oh, hell yeah. I mean, it, it, Vampires <laughs> on Fire is the best thing ever. That's what happened in uh, Vampires as well. Yes, uh, yes. Preference. Yeah. So and it, was, it's just so weird that is their body producing too much vitamin D that they can't be exposed to anymore? Like, what is going on with vampires in the sun? We're talking about, you know, vampires catching on fire. You know, like I said, John Carpenter's Vampires. Another one that's really good with um, James Woods. That movie is, it, it is really, really good. It's the quintessential early 90s film. Like, you can tell it's made in the 90s just by watching it. Oh, yeah. Uh, which I love that feel, you know. It's just, I'm not really sure what the feel is exactly, but it just, you just know it. It's just a certain charm. Yeah, yeah. I'm not like I said. I, I can't really tell, but the charm is there, and it's you know, it's just like the fact that as you're watching it, it kind of like you said, it's very tropey. It's very, you know, the way that they are talking about, you know, how vampires are killed and how vampires are, you know, uh, nests and all that stuff, and and master vampires and all like that. Um, it, it, it's still very, very interesting. At the same point, it does fall into the same tropes as other films do that you know, talking about killing vampires. So. Yeah, and there's a Baldwin brother in it. One of the yes. thirteen Baldwin brothers. Exactly. I don't, I don't I know which Billy. one it is though. I think, it's, I think it's Billy. I think Billy Baldwin, huh? Yeah. Uh, yes. All right. Well, shout out to Billy Baldwin. He was actually decent in it. I mean, you know, it's, yeah, it's, it's, yeah, he did really good. I yeah, was thinking so. that too because a lot of the Baldwin brothers are known for kind of being schlocky and you know, 
in a bunch of like really cheap movies, but I was I watched his performance and I was like, oh no shit! I'm pretty sure he punched a girl at one point too. Right he did. In the face. Yeah, he, was, <laughs> he, he actually he punched a girl that played in Twin Peaks, and she was actually <laughs> she was the lead actress in this. And yeah, <laughs> he gives her just a good old punch, and of course, of course, it was after the fact that she bit him on the hand, or it was I'm sorry, it was the arm. He fell through a window. Yeah, fell through, yeah, yeah. Fell through a window, and he cut his arm, and she just sees that blood, and she just bites into him. And she goes, "You bitch!" And just bam. <laughs> Which you know, I think if a vampire bit me, I think I. Punch him too. So, right, exactly. <laughs> yeah, without a doubt. What, you know, you're not just going to sit there and take it. The last one I'll talk about here that uh, I was kind of excited about that you told me I think you'd seen and you're going to rewatch was uh, Vamp with uh, yeah. Grace Jones. Yeah, and I just wasn't impressed. <laughs> See, I, just... I watched this one a couple years back, and I liked it a lot. Man, I loved it. I yeah, don't, I don't know what I was thinking, but like, <laughs> what I liked about Vamp was it, it was. It's very, it's, it's different. Um, you know, these guys go to the strip club or whatever, blah, 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 so far, so forth. But it's, it's an extremely eighties movie. It's got that insane eighties schlocky feel. Mm -hmm. It really does. It's it's like the third or fourth time I said schlocky. (laughs) It it just describes (laughs) it. But it does. It does. It really does. It covers a multitude of sounds. Yeah. Um, the color scheme was awesome too did you notice how everything was like either pink or green i did i love that's one thing about the film i noticed was just is the bright colors and i love the way they incorporated that in oh yeah and, and they marketed uh grace jones yes and, and they're they're like oh you know the head vampire or whatever i don't think she says a single word no nope. so but, but at the same point she did a very good job not uttering a word so yeah. she's only in it like like two or three scenes, but man, she does command that screen when she's on it because she is gorgeous. Yeah. So I mean, uh, props to her, man, because she did a fantastic job. And it's hard; it, it is hard to act without saying one word. And she really was very convincing as being a vampire and being at that little screen time as well, too. So. Oh yeah, she was speaking with her hips in that movie. That gyrating scene, I yes. I didn't get it. I was like, uh, that's kind of <laughs> <Yeah>. weird. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the, and, and the, yeah. The whole her whole spiel just you know at first it catches you off guard, and then you kind of go, okay, I kind of figure where she's going with this, and then mm-hmm. when she, uh, she does her thing, it's like, okay, yeah, I got you, I got you. It's all yeah, now. yeah. And you've got Robert Rustler. Fully aware. Yeah, Robert Rustler. <laughs> he uh, he played as Grady in A Nightmare on Elm Street too. He's in right. this movie. I liked him a lot. He was yeah. probably my favorite part of this movie. Yes, I agree. Yeah, I mean, that's that's all the positives, really. And I yeah. feel like every single positive we had, we had a caveat, you know, a little asterisk with a exactly, negative. So. Exactly, because it, it, the movie just kind of really drug on in some places and showed some stuff. I'm like, I don't care about what you're showing me. Yeah. I, I want to get back <laughs> yeah. to Grace Jones. I want to get back to, you know, some actual vampire stuff. There's a few vampire-ish parts in it, but it wasn't enough vampire to really pull me in. Right. Because so, other vampire films we talked about are just all about vampires from start to finish. Mm-hmm. And that one just, it just didn't, there's just not enough. So yeah. But, upon uh, my, upon my rewatch of that movie, it was not what I remembered. <laughs> Maybe yeah, I was drunk. Yeah. Who knows? <laughs> That's very possible. <laughs> Cause, Cause you told me like, yeah, it's pretty good, man. You should check it out. I'm like, oh, cool. And they get halfway through. And I'm like, what the f- okay, Kevin, what the fuck, man? <laughs> I tried warning you before you watched it, though, because I rewatched it the other night, and I was like, oh, maybe it wasn't so Yeah, hot. that's true, but I was, like, I was like, dude, come on, I mean, okay, you came back and warned me, but still, you could have warned me a little more than that. <laughs> but, you know, but there are movies like that where, you you know, you, you do see it with, you know, beer goggles or whatever kind of goggles you want to put on it, but, uh, you know, the, you think, oh, this is great, and you watch it later, and you're going, that was just terrible, and I do apologize to my eyeballs and everything else. That, so. But yeah. uh, anyway, there's one more I want to add. Uh, Stakeland. Did you end up watching Stakeland? 
I did not. No, no. Man, that is a very. It, it almost made it into my top five, and it was at one point actually in there, and I bumped it out pretty fast. But, oh shit! But it's it, it really it's it's almost like a zombie vampire film. I won't. Get, I'm gonna give too much away because I want you to watch it. But but it, it has that feel to it, and it really takes a different look at a post-apocalyptic vampire world. And which is very well done, and it, it's it'll tug at the heartstrings as well, which I love that. It's uh, some vampire films are not really you know emotional, but this one really does get you in a few spots, and it uh, it's it's very well done. So definitely go check that out. Yeah, those crossover movies are always a really good time. You know, like yes. you said, the vampires and zombies and po- post-apocalyptic. You know, like there's just so much going on. Yes. I I could imagine myself liking it without yeah. a doubt. But but at the same point, it really could have gone off the rails and just totally fucked itself up. Uh, but it really it kept it on track. It, it you know powered through it, and I think it did a really good job of keeping it all that together, making one coherent story at the end, and really just sucking you in. Because I was at the end, I was like, damn, that was really good. <laughs> but, but yeah, well, cool. Well, that uh, I think that about wraps it up for uh, our look at vampires. Uh, we got to get history there from history lesson from our our teacher Kevin. Yes, and, yes. Uh, <laughs> and, and, and two great top fives, and then some uh, you know some some extra added bonus there at the end. So mm-hmm. yeah, you know, and I going into this, I didn't think that I enjoyed vampire films, but I came out of this thinking I really do like vampire movies. You Dude, know, I'm the same way. I because go yeah going in, I thought you know what they're okay. You know, I don't really like them a lot, but I guess I'll just I'll watch it and we'll, we'll talk about them. But I'm actually liking them now. I'm really, I'm really, really into them. So yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm gonna go check some of these out that I haven't seen yet. So yeah, and I want to be on record saying Twilight is not as bad as everybody says. <laughs> uh, Kevin. Yeah. He said, "Not as bad as you think it is." Yes. <laughs> or do you want to rethink that? Maybe. Or <laughs> you hate it, I, dude. I can't stand Twilight. <laughs> I fucking hate that movie. That the whole series. I fucking hate it, dude. We, uh, okay. okay all right, what we're gonna do is, is we're gonna have a good discussion off, off, you know, off air here, and we're gonna, mm-hmm. gonna yeah we're gonna make make sure you understand, you know, what we're talking about here because <laughs> I don't think you really understand the movie that we're talking about here. It's Twilight, dude. They're all yeah. spark, they're sparkly and shit. I mean, well, you you can't go into it thinking of it as you think of it as a romance, like a rom rom com kind of thing, you know. And but they're just happen to be vampires. Yeah, yeah, you know they're shitty and glittery and whatnot, but I I I, I liked it. <laughs> I think we can, need to, I need to rethink my co-host. Uh, anybody else want to co-host <laughs> me on this podcast? Hit me up. Uh, see, no. <laughs> but no, I, I did see. I saw it with uh, with someone that uh, liked it a little too much. I think, mm. and they. I think he just got sick of hearing about it. Honestly, oh but, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I just, I just, I just didn't like it, man. I didn't hate it, but I didn't like it either. So, but, uh, yeah, I just thought it was one of those cases where you know it's so popular that it's it's popular opinion to dislike it. True. true, that is true, but I, I can honestly tell you, it just straight up, I fucking hate it, and I hate it because <laughs> I hate it because I hate it, not because people tell me to hate it. So yeah, yeah, <laughs> I got you. But but I'm not going to bash you for liking it. You know, it, it, people love different films for different reasons, and I respect the fact you like it for your reasons. Uh, I don't understand <laughs> it fully, but I will definitely respect that. So, uh, but yeah, well, cool. Uh, well, that's another episode in the books. Um, that's that's two now. I'm really excited about uh, the fact we have two in the books now. What's our next? Uh, we, I, we talked about it a little bit. What is our next show going to be about, Kev? Demons. Demons, dude. I can't yeah. wait. And you were oh, saying yeah. you were saying the fact that demons is a very deep genre. It has a lot of different aspects to it, which is kind of cool because 
I kind of thought it was just one thing, but you're like, dude, there's a lot of films that are you know considered demon films. Oh, it's insane. You know, you've got like your Evil Dead, you know, whatever. You have Hellraiser. Mm-hmm. It's not necessarily a demon movie, but it involves demons. Right. You know, and you also have the possession aspect where right. a lot of demon films are demons possessing people. But right. that's a completely different thing. We'll talk mm-hmm. about possession demon films, you know, later down the road. Yes, These are just yeah. going to be demon movies to their core. Right, right, and there's a lot of great ones out there, so it's going to be impossible for me to whittle them down to five. But Yes, we'll do it for the people. <laughs> exactly, exactly. I'm going to power through it. I'm going to power through it. Hey, I also want to give a shout-out to some of the podcasts that I listen to a lot. The Horror Virgin is one that I just I love to death. Those guys are hilarious and just, just a great podcast, great group of people there. So go check them out. Alone in the Dark podcast, uh, Mike and Maddie, you guys just uh, are the greatest people ever. You guys are just my heroes. So uh Go check them out as well. Two uh, two local podcasts I listen to are uh, Music City Horror. Time those guys are just fantastic. They have a great group of people there and just great insights on uh, everything horror. And uh, Tennessee Horror News as well. Those guys are, are fantastic. So go check those guys out. And if you want a shout-out on our podcast, just uh, hit us up on Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook, and we'll, uh, we'll work you guys in. So. I guess uh, you can find us on social media. And actually, <laughs> it's funny to say our Twitter account, I put it out there last week, and uh, I found that our Twitter account was actually suspended. For, <laughs> and I kept thinking, why were they suspended? I think it's the fact that we hadn't used it yet. I'd set it up and just not used it yet. I thought we were a spam account. But I have since rectified that, so we're all good on Twitter. <laughs> uh, you can find us on Twitter at It's a Horror Pod. Uh, you can also find us on Facebook at It's a Horror Podcast. And you also can find us on Instagram at It's a Horror Podcast as well. Uh, my personal one is The Shape of Revenge. And what's yours? Slashing Captain. All right. So you can find us both on there. And I, I think I'm going to put links on, on the uh, It's a Horror Podcast uh, page as well. So you can find us easier there as well, too. So, But thanks so much for checking us out and for giving us a chance. And I know there's a ton of podcasts out there, but hopefully we're going to set ourselves apart and, and – uh, bring some interesting content to you guys in the future so my name is jerry i'm kevin and uh, we'll see you next time later